0: Welcome to Counterintelligence. This is Eric LeVay. Today's guest is filmmaker Jack Bryan. Thanks to patrons Dana Barry, Andre Dunka, William Healy, Angela Jackson, Zacharias zscore Kaminsky, Sasha Millstone, Craig Pierce, Craig Schneider, and Jason Zimmerman. Jack Bryan, welcome back to Counterintelligence. How are you doing today, man? Doing very well. How are you? Jack, I'm doing fantastic. Well, <laughs> I'm doing as well as we can be doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, how's, how's everything with you, man? It's going
1: all right. It's going all right. Keeping busy, trying to you know, do as much as I can and uh, very much keeping my eyes on the election, obviously, and very uh, interested to see how that goes and feeling as good as one can at this point, I think.
0: Jack, I want to ask you the first thing, just as we as we barrel towards this election, I wanted to ask you, one, um, have you voted yet and how did you vote? Like uh, by mail or how, how did you do it, if you have?
1: I am still waiting on my ballot. I'm in California mm-hmm. and every day I'm checking when my ballot's arriving and it has not arrived yet but it is apparently at the post office and it's coming. So the minute that that comes in, I will be voting, but I am not of the 27 million that have already voted. I am excluded from that that uh, group.
0: <laughs> I was just curious. This moment. Yeah, my vote was, uh, I dropped in the box. I'm also out here and well, Jack and I are probably pretty close to each other here in, in California. And, uh, anyway, I verified that it was received. So I feel pretty good about that. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I can't. I'm, I'm going to have a little. I feel like I had a little pit in my stomach until that
0: happens. Yeah, yeah. I was checking the online site like every day, and I, I was afraid to drop it in the mail because of the postmaster general, uh, Louis DeJoy. So anyway, I went with the Dropbox, and it's. Yeah, you know, I was thinking it's crazy. Th- this what, what's supposed to be a functioning democracy, although you and I have talked about that many times. But it's crazy to feel a fear in the pit of your stomach that your vote might not be counted, as as much as we know about. You know what I'm saying, Jack? Like, it's it's just crazy. Absolutely.
1: And, and it's, a, it's a tough thing because one has to balance out the, the reasonable of the, the the absolute reasonableness of that concern with the fact that one is aware that inciting that concern or pushing that concern can contribute to uh, voter disenfranchisement, voter low turnout. And so it is one of those really tough things of like, it's a real concern, but how does one even like address it, <laughs> a period, without contributing to the problem? Uh, And I think that um, I think that actually that's one thing that has been done a good job of. I think that there's been, because it got hit so early because people went after it, like when it was happening uh, immediately uh, I think that that prevented that from being the problem that it it might still be. I mean, that still could be a serious issue, but when you have early voting in these numbers um, it really mitigates the possibility that that's going to, overtaking. I think you're so smart. I'm not going to put it in the mailbox. I'm going to put it in a, a dropbox. But I think that if you don't have that option, if you're somewhere in America and you're doing it, you know, at least a week ahead of the election, uh, I think that you can feel safe. It's going to get there. I think if I would not, I, I, I would just personally feel comfortable doing it like the day before. But obviously, if you haven't done it by the day before, it's much better to do that than not do it at all.
0: And what's crazy out here is now we have what would be in any other time or any administration a massive scandal of literally hundreds of fake drop boxes placed by the California Republican party around, around the state. I don't know if you've followed that much. I mean, you yeah. Won't.
1: last I heard of it, they, they refused to cooperate with the court order to take them, to take them down.
0: Right. And like, yeah, I think I dropped mine in before that, but that's crazy that even, and the drop boxes they placed literally said official drop boxes. Like, I don't understand how anyone's not under like arrest yet for that. It seems so straightforward, but what do I know?
1: Yeah, I think I think that there are, I think that there's a good chance that a lot of these guys in especially in Republican politics at this point have gotten so used to the rot at the top that they're like, we can do whatever nothing matters anymore. And frankly, if Donald Trump wins, that they are probably right. Like can we <laughs> imagine Barr going after those guys for that? I can't.
0: Um <laughs> No, he'll give him a job.
1: But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that there is there's an element of and I, I think that there is it's very possible that this is also a way of being able to well, see there was voter fraud.
2: Hmm.
1: See happened. California Tons of voter fraud. Now we have to not consider all those California. And so I think that there is, uh, you know, there, and there's an element of gamesmanship being played. But I also, you know, I, the thing that's making me feel better about it is it all feels so desperate. and so just on its face like not connecting you know i agree um yeah and so i I think that the the, it just feels so sloppy like it feels like these guys uh, maybe it was just that 2016 everyone was caught their pants down Mm -hmm. i think that they assumed that that was that the circumstances were the exact same um but i think they got that wrong and uh yeah
0: Yeah, I agree. And while I don't want to say that in any way, we're out of the woods in any way, I did want to say that the other day I made this, you know, yeah, we're far from out of the woods, but I made an analogy the other day that to somebody that, you know, September 11th for a brief moment was, I guess you would say Al Qaeda's great victory, but it was actually the beginning of the end for Al Qaeda. It destroyed that organization. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder sometimes if you know the things that happened in 2016 the actors involved in that they just went they went too far they went too far yeah and i don't know you have any thoughts yeah. on that well i
1: think that americans were also not accustomed to being part of uh, a foreign intel ops in a way that they um in a way that they really took it seriously when, when they were told about it or they understood this was influence i mean Americans are very aware that there are corporations trying to influence their opinions. You know, what I mean, like that is not a secret to any American. Mm. Advertisers, when you watch an advertisement for, when you watch advertisements for medicine, like no part of them is like, well, this is clearly hundred percent correct, and I can trust everything that's in it. And so we have that sort of um, critical thinking when it comes to uh, you know corporations. We just don't really have it when it comes to uh, foreign operations. I think part of that is the wild failure and disgrace and McCarthyism or when somebody is accused of working with a foreign uh, actor, it's, it was it's sort of one of the greatest shames of our, of our country was that ridiculous, this overblowing that that way. And in fact, an incredible gift to Moscow. Uh, and so also we don't have, we have two countries that are borders that are really pretty passive towards us. You know, Mexico and Canada are not trying to, you know, b- break our laws to affect our elections. Uh, and so because of that, I think that until the internet came around, the world was a big place. Um, and you know, almost every bo- every war in history is a border war. Um, and so, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough, uh, I think it was a tough sell and tough to, for people to really understand in 2016 that the internet had made those distances meaningless. Mm. Um, and that amplification, um, was also the most important part, or, or mutual amplification, the sense of like, yeah, there have been Russian disinformation about tons of stuff about Syria and starting around 2014 and things like that, and it never really broke through because you didn't have a validator. Yeah. In the same way that you know QAnon works, QAnon only works because you have the Trump uh, presidency kind of playing a little fast and loose with it, so that if you believe in QAnon and you hear what he says, you're like, oh, well, he clearly supports us. If you don't believe and you're like, oh, well, he's just kind of talking, whatever. And it's the same for the Russia line. If you were going online and you're reading Russian disinformation and then you hear American presidential candidate or president say the same thing, it lends credibility to both because they, they appear to be different sources. Um, and so the same is true for a lot of this stuff. And I think that a lot of the power of this disinformation um, is the Trump presidency
2: yeah,
0: and the implication that it's giving it. That's a great point. I've I've been to a couple uh Cover, covered a couple uh, QAnon events and man I gotta tell you it's like you you walk away feeling you're like drained you feel like dumb it's like it's some kind of like, kryptonite almost for for someone like us
1: <laughs> yeah no and it's 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 a sad thing I mean the um, people are starting to really look at this uh, uh, the QAnon thing a lot and it does I think mean, one of the things that's striking about it is sort of the the gaming aspect of it hmm that it really, if you look at, I mean, I don't want to even encourage anybody to really go and look at the early posts, but the early posts are basically like a, an online game. Uh, and what it's, what it's doing is it's trying to give you information and get you to research for it. Uh, and the way that it does it is, at it first it shocks the reader. You know, it says Hillary Clinton's going to be to go to prison. And then it says there's going to be riots. So if you're a 4 the first thing is shocking and appealing. The second thing is shocking and terrifying. So you're in this sort of shocked headspace and that tells you to go to verify these claims for proof. You go get proof. <laughs> and it gives you a real-world world action. Go and talk to somebody who's a, mem- a member of the National Guard to see if they've been called up. So within the first post, you're already leaving your computer and doing a thing that it's directing you to do. You're already, you've already been gamified. Mm.
0: This episode of Counterintelligence is brought to you by IT Pro TV. Start or grow your IT career with online IT training from IT Pro TV, and we have a special offer for Counterintelligence listeners. Sign up and save 30% off all plans. A recent MIT study found that IT occupations have grown by 19.5% between 2004 and 2019. That's more than eight times the growth rate than for other jobs over the past decade. While earnings growth for those with college degrees has somewhat flattened since 2000, earnings have actually grown significantly for individuals working in IT. It's never too late to start a new career in IT or move up the ladder. And IT Pro TV has you covered from CompTIA and Cisco to EC Council and Microsoft. More than 4,000 hours of on-demand training. Engaging hosts present information in a talk show format. They're live every day and shows go studio to web in 24 hours. Courses are conveniently listed by category, certification, and job role. Stream IT Pro TV courses live and on-demand worldwide via Chromecast, Roku, Apple TV, PC, or their iOS or Android apps. Learn IT, pass your certs, and get a Great job with IT Pro TV. Visit IT Pro TV slash counter for thirty percent off all plans. Use promo code counter at checkout. That's itpro.tv slash counter and use promo code counter at checkout. Itpro.tv slash counter and use promo code counter at checkout and save thirty percent off all plans.
1: Uh, then you go, you ask that person, obviously they say no because this thing is fake and has no information about anything. Uh, and so you, then you go back and you're like, oh that guy said it was fake. But the second post is she's not being arrested. She's just been detained, but she's going to be. It's going to happen eventually. The thing you were excited about, it's coming. Just you wait, you know? And then it says, but in order to do those, for you to get that stuff, you have to answer these questions Mm. for us. You have to go research this stuff because your research is what President Trump is relying on, you know? Uh, And it asks a series of questions. And some of the questions are really basic shit that you can just Google and look up immediately. And you'll understand, you know, okay, I know what that is. Some of them are concepts, so you can, like, like what is military intelligence? Like you can Google that. You can spend 20 minutes on it. You can spend five hours researching that. And then the, the other ones are just these completely blind rabbit holes, completely, like, all over the place. There's the only meaning they could have is meaning that you are applying to them. Uh, and so it's this means of, through rewarding people by giving them answers that they're going to actually be able to get the answers to and sending people on these incredible rabbit holes, and then also pushing out all of this YouTube content, all these YouTube channels of you know people talking about it and trying to quote-unquote decode it because most of them just watch YouTube videos and that's what they call doing their own research. But all those people are connected to the organization.
0: <laughs> I also realized for people tuning in, I forgot to introduce you. Jack is the uh, director of Active Measures, uh, the definitive Trump Russia documentary and many other uh, awesome projects. So I just wanted to put that in as well. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, now back to QAnon. Uh, yeah, it's... And then wasn't this weekend? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't JFK Jr. supposed to uh, come back to life or something, or become
1: president? I, I think he was. I think he was. He was, he was. There's. There's. I think believe that there's factions in there. Something he's going to come back to life. Something. He's the uh, the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think that that is. Uh, yes, that was definitely one of the big predictions. But uh, they're you know they're used to having predictions that are crazy and wrong. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure at some point we'll find out it was all just metaphor.
0: It's interesting how they picked like a Democrat too, because almost virtually everybody in QAnon, no matter what they tell you, is a is a right wing Republican, though they try to hide that. Uh, that's sort of interesting to me.
2: Yes,
1: yeah, I I do think that there is a big reach to the left broad. I don't think the JFK thing is part of that. I think that what that is is like it's a boomer play.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, it's it's like those uh, the Reagan Democrats. Hmm. A lot of this is, is, is targeted at, like, certain demos, right? Like, uh, and, like, the shocking nature of it, the fact that it's all this, like, Satan worshiping and child pornography stuff, it's, like, it's ve- supposed to be very shocking and, like, kind of make you a little um, crazy, but it's, it's, a lot of it's directed at, like, older dudes. Also, one of the things you'll find is that when people start getting into QAnon, it was right after they were in a car accident or fell off the roof or something, and that's because they were taking uh, opioids to recover. And opioids make you amazingly more susceptible to this kind of stuff. Wow. And so the fact, so China's basically coasting off a opioid epidemic as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I don't think, which is, which is a, a huge problem in this country, obviously. Uh, I, I don't think that it's, it's not like this is new in terms of like the, the chief thing that drives every person who's ever existed is, this, is the search for meaning in your life and that creates greatness in people and it also uh, pushes incredibly dark forces and I get it because I was thinking like you know the type of work that we do like it's fun being on like occasionally you're on the inside of a secret and that's like in journalism and that's can be a lot of fun and and working on a story and talking and knowing things that other people don't know but the difference is is that like the work that I'm doing or you're doing is true (laughs) it's true sure and it's not true that you have get you know so,
1: Yeah, also, I, I think that one other thing that's really interesting to me about this stuff is how similar, just really, really similar, uh, QAnon seems to be to a lot of the psyops that were run in the Middle East when Mike Flynn was running things over there.
0: R- Could you Can you comment on that? That's fascinating. Uh,
1: yeah, again, uh, the talking about how you're the Taliban or blood drinking pedophiles, stuff like that, mm. seems like a lot of the stuff was taken directly from that.
0: That's fascinating. I, I'm not actually too up on – actually, I don't even remember – Mike Flynn was involved in that?
1: Uh, uh, in DNI? Yeah, he was, he was a, when he was the head of DNI, oh, yeah, I- he uh, they were doing hops against the uh, Middle East uh, and trying to co-opt their narratives online, trying to co-opt their extremists online um, and direct them in the ways that they wanted to direct them.
0: Oh, I see. When he was still in in government, I, I understand. Okay. When he was
1: still, in, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I just think about it. When he was no, no. at, at, at DNI.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because now when you hear Mike Flynn, the only thing you think of is all the crazy stuff that he did after he was a government employee. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, or or the stuff he's done since, like taking the QAnon oath <laughs> and publishing it.
0: Yeah, that's like that was that was incredible to watch. That like or signing his signing his books where we go when we go
1: all for a while now. Yeah. But when he does book signings,
0: yeah. I guess he went all in, like he was like, you know, fuck it.
1: You might have, might have started all
0: in. Uh, yeah, I guess well, I've read I've read about him that supposedly. I mean, you can comment, but they said kind of the beginning of 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 the end was when he was the head of the uh, Defense Intelligence Agency, and that's when they said like I guess up until then he was considered like, I guess great at his job, and he rose fast in the military, but. He was not good at managing this. And then that's when the Flynn facts, the term came about where he was just lying all the time. Sure.
1: Um, The other interesting thing that happened there was that in, I believe, February, he goes, Flynn goes to Cambridge and starts hanging out with this lady, um, Svetlana Lakova, I believe. mm -hmm. And apparently Svetlana uh, is doing her. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, General Misha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so apparently Svetlana is doing her dissertation on the GRU. And the interesting thing about that, and it has a lot of internal GRU documents. The interesting thing about that is that the Kremlin does not allow any student who is not in basically the KGB, so like the FSB school, their, their intelligence schools, to have access to those documents. You actually can't even apply to see them unless you're being trained as an intelligence officer. Um, so... This woman certainly had access to them, and she was starting up a friendship with Mike Flynn, where he would sign emails from General Misha, which is the Russian shortening for the term for Michael. Uh, And then two months later, he was asked to resign. Mm. Sounds legit. And then the Flynn, yeah, the Flynn facts thing was also interestingly came out because of um, Colin... uh, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, uh, Colin Powell. Oh, I drew a little blank there. Uh, no. Colin Powell, uh, his emails got hacked and that got um released. And what's also interesting about that is Colin Powell's emails had also been hacked and were later revealed were hacked by the Russians. Hmm. So I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if there's a thing there. Maybe he was fired for Flynn Facts and that's, all that stuff is there, but I do think, I think that all that stuff is true, by the way. I think the Flynn Facts thing is a problem. I think that the fact that he was just an abusive boss apparently with a problem Um, and not a good manager. Um, And, you know, if you read his book, that is a guy who is very into himself Um, and not very grounded in, you know, a lot of reality or consistency in moral choices. Um, So uh, yeah, I think that there's also a lot more questions about the end of Flynn and why was it that when Obama could warn Trump away from anybody. A lot of these guys had connections to Russia. A lot of these guys had connections to shady characters. The one guy Obama's like, you really shouldn't work with this guy. He's talking about Michael Flynn. Mm. And that that always, you know, those those things together, those sort of made me think that, you know, there might, I don't know that there is. I really don't have any, I'm not like being quiet, I don't have any intelligence to suggest like, oh no, this is really fire. But those three things together make me think that there might have been more, more to that so i I, just, I don't have any specific information uh, that I'm like not sharing or anything like that 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 is what happened uh that he was involved that it was he was fired because he was his involvement with uh, with that woman hmm. um, but um given the things around it, it seems like a kind of a fishy thing i just uh, that i I don't know if there's anything more i can uh, find or get on that, but a lot of those things together just seem uh strange to me
0: perhaps in the next hundred years or I'm sure a lot of this stuff is going to come out, and I, I want to see as much as I can about it. Hope so. Yeah, I so want I want to ask you about uh, election day, which is fast approaching. Mm-hmm. I just I guess I don't know. What are your predi- predictions? Do you see anything happening? What do you see happening? I don't I don't necessarily mean who's the, the who's going to win the election, but just what do you see going on that day?
1: yeah i mean i am i think that everybody is concerned about potential for violence that day right i think we're all we of all sort of worried on that my my hope though is is that election day will kind of and i think that it's i think if if the lead continues and if the in the polling like it is right now i mean if it race race tightens the day before then whatever changes this but uh i think if the uh if the race um, stays as it is, uh, broadly speaking, and the um, the early vote has gone as much as it is, I'm gonna. I think it might actually just go very calmly and very orderly. Um, I think uh, I worry about operations from you know extremists. Obviously, I think a lot of us do, but I, I think I feel better that the FBI was able to uh, wrap up the Great, great Richmond-Wichmore operation and whatnot.
0: What do you think about, just to again throw in the title of your, your movie, Active Measures, I mean, have we been seeing the same type of active measures now as in sixteen, or what kind of differences do you think we're seeing right now?
1: Well, I think we're seeing it a more, more extreme, but I think that the, we've, it's almost like you can think of it as, uh, last time the biggest vectors for Russian disinformation seem to be you know, obviously the Trump campaign, mm-hmm. and then, you know I guess you could say WikiLeaks, and probably uh, Twitter. Um, in this election cycle, or maybe Facebook, probably more than Twitter. Mm. uh, in this election cycle, it's the Trump campaign again, but also the Senate and Fox News, <laughs> you know, I mean, they were, they were not great and neither of those were great the first time, but Republicans in the Senate are actually, I guess the New York post as well, uh, are actually the ones pushing it now. Um, and it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think that in a weird way, the operation is much more destructive uh, and much more problematic, but the credibility these people have is uh, is down the toilet. So I just don't think. Um,
2: yeah,
0: it's funny because it is kind of comical that, and I wasn't gonna like the whole thing that's going on right now with the current Russian disinformation campaign that's being put through the post, and which I'm I'm purposely not even bringing up just because it's so dumb. Although I'm happy to talk about it, of course, but. It's comical to me that like last time, see, they no longer have WikiLeaks and there's something funny to me about that. And now you're seeing what, trying to do the same thing without WikiLeaks. And it's like this, this messed up, absurd comedy of errors with, uh, you know, a Delaware computer shop and the post and Giuliani. And if it wasn't so serious, I mean, it is kind of funny sort of.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. No, listen, it, it, it is both ridiculous and a little bit funny. Uh, I mean, it, it, I think that the funny part is the incompetence of the operations like really you couldn't have made it look more <laughs> like a real thing. Like you couldn't have perhaps like had the computer shop, I don't know, be in a place where Hunter Biden lived.
0: Right. In Cali- in Los Angeles, you California. Know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or like, the, the story seems so on its face impossible that just telling it, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think it's very hard to imagine that anybody who's reporting it is doing so in good faith.
0: It's also sort of funny that there's no need to make a lie. In fact, if you're going to tell a lie, the, the key is to keep it simple and keep it the same. So rather than just say, I have this laptop that someone gave me anonymously, which they, you go through this whole um, <laughs> ridiculous story like a game of telephone, I don't know. I guess that made sense if you're crazy. Like when whoever came up with this scheme, that made sense to do it that way. But it's still pretty funny.
1: I, I just think that they thought they would have, I just think that they, they didn't think that anybody would have time to vet it, that it yeah. would just get into the space and that they could control that space enough. And Ron Johnson's a centrist, right? He's, you know, he's, but he's, he's destroyed his representative They've already done so much to destroy the reputation that I don't, I just don't think that they can, you know, breakthrough. Like, I'm sure that, you know, Fox news viewers and, you know, anon and stuff will be really intense about it, but I just don't, I think that they've isolated themselves off from the rest of the population in terms of messaging. Experience. So, and I don't think that they know that. So I think that they hear they're in a feedback loop. So they're just hearing the most hardcore be like, yeah, that's great. And so they're like, Oh, people think it's great. Uh, and I think that they're just kidding themselves at this one.
0: Do you think that this is the, the final October surprise or do you think there could be something else coming? From these characters. I think
1: that they're probably going to be pushing, they're probably just going to lean into it more and more and more. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't doesn't feel like, uh, you know, 2020 is going to be complete until, you know, the Russians are accusing, with QAnon and Trump, are accusing Hunter of having a running a <laughs> full, running the every pedo ring in the world kind of thing, you know? So, like, yeah. who knows? You know what I mean? I'm sure that they'll, it would be very hard for me to imagine anyone's going to believe
0: it's also, at this point from these guys. It's also sort of comical that virtually the same thing that Donald Trump was impeached for. This is just like connected to that. Like it's like there was just, they just paused, like took a breath and then just kept going. Like there was no thought like maybe yeah. I should, maybe I shouldn't use the Ukraine thing. I should try something else. Nope. <laughs> Let's just keep doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So any, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Other than that, I, I don't really have uh, too much. I just wanted to kind of talk about the election. Was there anything else on your mind or anything you're working on that, we might want to hear about. some. No,
1: unfortunately, I, I can't talk about the part I'm working on right now. We're, we're still, you know, as it goes. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm working on a few things. Um, you know, just trying to um, not lose my mind until the election. You know, then then mine can go, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. no, I'm just I'm just um, kind of edging my seat, um, working and writing um, my fingernails. Um, you know, updating the early voting, mm. <laughs> checking that out. <laughs> refresh. Yeah, refresh. a lot of refreshing. A lot of refreshing on polls and early voting and things like that.
0: Let me ask you something. Let's say on election sure. day, let's say Biden wins. Um, mm-hmm. Where does this country go from here in terms of getting back on track? Because I feel like that's not something that I often – right now I'm just focused on what's in front of me. But – yeah, how do mm-hmm. we get back on track after the last four years?
1: Well, it's going to have. That's going to be uh, a large part of. Uh, I guess it to be a job for all of us, but I think that's going to be. A, it's going to take a while. I don't think it's going to be an instant snap. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that not having validators to crazy disinformation uh, in government is actually going to help things very quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that is going to. But you'll still have Fox News, you know, ranting crazy stuff. <laughs> you'll still have you know, QAnon ranting crazy stuff, you'll still have uh, a lot of Trump people in the government that are incompetent and corrupt. Um, And so there's going to be, I think, it has to be a large house cleaning. Mm. Uh, I think the only way uh, to really get past this is I think there has to be some airing of what happened. You know what I mean? Like, I think there has to be some trials and some, uh, if it's appropriate, which I suspect it very much is, some convictions. Mm um and again if it's appropriate which i think it is some jail time uh for some of these characters and um i i think that in that process so long as it while it is not being completely you know torn apart by government funded and led disinformation uh i think that this is going to um be it be easier to see what's really going on and now i i don't think it's going to be a utopia i don't think it's going to be perfect but i think that Uh, week. And I think it's also an amazing opportunity in a lot of ways. Like I I was not, Biden was not my first choice, but I'm increasingly kind of excited about the prospects of a Biden presidency. Um, You know, the guys that, um, that the Democrats that have done a really good job, I have actually done made progressive change in this country. Mm -hmm. Ones that I think about are Johnson and FDR. Mm -hmm. uh, People that have actually passed legislation that made a progressive difference. And both of those guys were like seen as moderate, insidery uh, Washington guys that weren't going to do anything. You know, FDR had been a moderate governor and the nephew of the president. Uh, and Johnson was a Democrat from Texas. Uh, and since then we haven't really had since FDR or since sorry since uh, LBJ, we really haven't had a Democrat uh, in office that really came from D.C. I mean, Obama spent two years in D.C., Carter was a you know weirdo from Georgia. Uh, Clinton was the Arkansas guy, was an outsider, you know. Uh, and so to have somebody who we don't have to, uh, there's no like, you, it's very hard to do. The reason it's hard to lay a punch on on Biden for these guys is they've been so comfortable with the racism and sexism stuff. They don't know how to actually make an argument, mm. uh, and so he doesn't have to like he's he will he won't it's he will enter office with. It, having been hard to put a glove on him, he has a mandate to do a bunch of stuff. I mean, I'm sure Republicans will immediately go into like, oh, we need to be fiscally responsible. We just forgot about that for the last four years, but now we're really serious about it. Um, but I think that he will have a nice potential mandate to do a lot of stuff, to do a massive infrastructure plan that's going to actually help address global warming, uh, to do a lot of the things that liberals have wanted to do for a while. And the reason he'll be able to do it is because everyone thinks he's just like a moderate den. And he he is, but I think that he is on the, he is favoring obviously the sort of the left. I don't think he's a big lefty, but I think he is for progressive policies. Um, You know, I think that he is a lefty in the traditional sense of economic lefty, which is kind of a thing that doesn't so much exist in America. Not that he's a socialist, but just that he believes in strong unions and, you know, uh, high wages and things like that, which are weirdly not supported by <laughs> uh, Republicans. Uh, and I don't know that he he is necessarily like the wokest in terms of social policy. Like, is he going to be able to maybe, you know, actually, I'll take that back. No, he kind of is, by the way. Like the reason that Barack Obama supported gay marriage was because Joe Biden kind of like bullied him into it mm-hmm. by going on TV and saying, of course we support it
2: mm-hmm.
1: at a time when, Ob- when, Biden, when Obama wasn't. Um, so I think that he has progressively been has a really, good progressive uh record in terms of his, his sort of wokeness if you will but beyond that actually i think it is going to be so i don't think he fits the image of a traditional leftist you know he's seen as a moderate he's but i think that in that um sort of traditional democrat way i think that he really actually might be a person who pushes is able to push for more progressive legislation than anybody we've had in 50 years
0: that's that's good that's positive i like that uh you yeah. know yeah. i i just hope that they're Ready for the what's the the backlash that's going to happen when, in a way, in my opinion, the the world is righted because the truth is is that in my opinion, the um, modern Republican Party, much like the gambler, subconsciously wants to lose, and that's what that's why we've seen the Fox News coverage has been so bizarre, like with continuing Hillary's emails because they literally didn't know what to do when they took control of the whole government, and now things will be put back as sort of, in a way, as it was. Uh, And they're going to come on – it's going to be worse than ever. So I just hope that they're – I hope he's ready.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think that they're going to come at him, come on board, all the things. But I also think that there is a very good chance that they'll be suffering a crippling defeat in that Hmm. uh, this election. So I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, they're not just going to give up and say, oh, you know – I love you and whatever, you know, like, Oh, you were right. We were wrong. But in the same way, I mean, I don't know. I, there, there's the same. Okay. So I remember a lot of, um, a lot of people were like, well, who cares if we go with Biden or Sanders, because they're going to call Biden a socialist anyway, like they're calling him that anyway. So who cares? And it's like, give yeah, it the differences with Biden. No one believes it. Hmm. And so they're going to play their game. They're going to say their stuff. They're going to do what they're going to do. Um, and I do think, I think there, there might be an element of Trump wanting to lose. I could see him wanting, when he accepts that he's going to lose, he accepts, he has accepted that he's likely going to lose. I could see him being like, I'm going to control this demolition. Um, but I think they want to win. I just think that they don't, I think they're just desperate and they're flailing and they're trying to go back to, that. and that so a in the best.
0: Jack, so great having you on counterintelligence and I'm really looking forward to the next one. Thank you for listening. Follow Forensic News on Twitter at Forensic News Net. Counterintelligence is at Intel Pod. My personal account is Eric LeVay. Support Forensic News on Patreon. Subscribe to Counterintelligence everywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Eric LeVay, and this is Counterintelligence.